0: Hello there, this is Ken, and uh, welcome to the second installment of the Weather Geek podcast. I'm still experimenting with different ways to do podcasting. I don't have any expensive equipment here, and uh, basically just using uh, real basic software on my netbook with no um, special microphone. So, sorry about the quality of this for now, but like I said, I'm just trying to experiment, and... As time goes on, we'll try to improve the process. Uh, What I wanted to talk about today is uh, a couple of subjects, microclimates versus macroclimates here in uh, the McLeod Gunge area along the Daladar mountain range. And what that means is the difference between localized weather features and large scale features. When we talk about macroclimates, that refers to large-scale weather systems. For example, uh, low-pressure areas that move uh, generally from west to east, except for during the monsoon season in this part of the world. And whenever we talk about a, an upper-level disturbance, or uh, the India Meteorological Department likes to call them western disturbances, those are macroclimate features, meaning large-scale weather systems that uh, move across the landscape. However, there's many parts of the world where microclimates can come into play just as much as the large-scale features. And again, microclimates are localized phenomena that occur due to generally terrain effects, and that's exactly what we have going on here in mcleod uh, Dharamkot and Nadi, and to a lesser extent a little bit further down the mountain. Now, a microclimate means that the uh, atmosphere, the lower and middle levels of the atmosphere, are responding to the terrain effects, which mean, for example, upsloping winds or downsloping winds. If you know anything about weather and meteorology, you know that upslope along mountain ranges causes clouds to develop, and precipitation. That's why many, many, many times, and a lot of you have experienced this if you've been here any length of time, many times we will have a sunny morning, and then suddenly it is completely overcast by 11 or 12 o'clock, and all of a sudden we have rumbles of thunder and some light showers occurring maybe during the early afternoon hours. And that all is occurring in a situation where there's no large-scale weather feature. There's no storm system. There's no upper-level disturbance or, quote-unquote, western disturbance moving through. It's simply because as the sun heats up the atmosphere in the morning, the air begins to rise. As it rises, it moves upslope along the uh, hills, the foothills and the mountains, and condenses out into the form of... First of all, just tiny cumulus clouds, and then maybe even after an hour or so, we see the giant dark clouds over the mountains. All of that has to do with the sun heating up the surface and the warmer air at the lower levels rising up slope of the mountains. So that's what we call upslope. Another uh, microclimate feature is downsloping, and that's just the opposite situation. In fact, uh, last week uh, around Losar, you remember that we had Uh, a couple of days where we had a large storm system in the area and really we didn't get nearly as much rain as we thought. And as I look back over what was going on last week, I think our our micro-climate downsloping features had something to do with that. That means that the way that the wind is circulating, the wind in different levels of the atmosphere, is circulating around that storm system that was centered over western Kashmir, we were getting winds that were flowing down the mountain, mainly in the middle levels of the atmosphere. And as that happens, the air mass dries out. So although we still had scattered showers and even some big thunderstorms during the evening, if you remember, uh, that happened on uh, both Tuesday and Wednesday evenings, there were, there were portions of the atmosphere in the mid-levels where the winds were going downslope drying out and stabilizing, especially during the late morning into the early afternoon hours. So that is uh, one of those micro scale features. Now let's move on uh, because the micro climates also affect our temperatures. Here is another category of weather that is uh, almost impossible to get right in this part of the world and also in areas where there are lots of mountains and valleys. Uh microclimates, in, ter- in terms of temperatures, deal with the fact that you can have vastly different temperatures over a very small geographical area. Uh, and this is because, well, several reasons, but one of the big ones that comes to mind for me as I forecast here. Uh, my house, my uh, uh, home where I have my weather observations, is located on the side of a very steep hill. That is filled with pine trees or deodar trees. And uh, I'm pretty high as far as McLeod Gunge goes. As far as McLeod Gunge goes, I'm at the upper part of town. However, I am on a steep east facing and southeast facing slope. So sometimes at night, uh, especially when there's not a lot of wind blowing, cold air sinks during the nighttime. And it fills up the lower areas, the lower valleys. I know people who uh, report temperatures to me who are in higher and lower locations who can generally be 2 or 3 degrees centigrade, which is like 4 to 6 degrees Fahrenheit, colder than my location on a quiet night with no wind and often generally clear skies. So that is one of those micro scale features where the cold air at night, it's more dense, and it, and it actually just runs like water and pools into the, the lower valley locations. It is very, very common in the wintertime for temperatures to be colder down on the plains than they are up here in McLeod That's why in the middle of the winter, you can see the fog and the low clouds that can cover the northern plains of India for days at a time. It's called a temperature inversion because the cold air is trapped near the ground in the lowest elevations, and it's actually warmer in the higher elevations, in the higher altitudes. So I don't know if that makes sense. Um, it's uh, kind of complicated, but then in a way it's not really because, uh, like I said, what we're dealing with is, is localized mountain hillside and valley effects. Uh, Here's another example of micro situations in this part of the world. Some of you do have temperatures or temperature sensors or thermometers. You may have noticed that uh, around your house, if you've tried to measure the temperature outside, the temp can differ on different sides of your house. For me, I have two outdoor thermometers. One is on my balcony, which faces east-southeast. The other is out my, it's strung on a wire out my kitchen window, which faces to the north. Now, that northern exposure thermometer never gets direct sunlight. And it's always, uh, or I shouldn't say the thermometer doesn't get direct sunlight, but that that wall of my house, that area never sees sun. It's on the north side and it's buried in the trees over there. So quite often almost regularly that thermometer will register two to three degrees Celsius cooler than my thermometer, which is wired on the balcony. Now still, if you have a thermometer, uh, here's a couple of rules. I'll finish up this podcast because we're getting towards 10 minutes. The best way to measure temperatures is to have your sensor about three to five feet off the ground. That's what's difficult for me because I'm on a very steep slope. So, actually, my balcony is very high off the ground. <laughs> uh, you have to be away from window and door drafts. Don't have your temperature sensor in a place where there's warm air drifting out your or drafting out your window or door because you have your heater on inside. That'll mess up your temperature. Also, it needs to be out of direct sunlight or sunlight reflection. That means you need to shield it somehow because... As soon as that direct sunlight hits your temperature sensor, it'll jump up very high. It can actually be only 50 Fahrenheit outside, but if uh, your sensor is hitting, getting the direct sunlight, it can be 82. And so that's an, uh, that it's an incorrect um, observation. The other thing is to shelter your thermometer from moisture. So those are the general ideas, and this 10 minutes went really fast. Uh... We'll talk more about this later because it's a huge subject, but uh, I thought it would be interesting to discuss, and I hope it was helpful, and maybe you got a little bit of information from it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, join us again for another podcast in the near future. Bye-bye.